Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. Hello, this is Takeshi. I am the host, and with me I have Santos, and we are One Media, One Media. I am a musician. I will actually study something until I know it quite well on like a lot of different musical facts. So if I kind of focus on one thing, then I'll know it pretty well. And I thought it was always interesting sending Santos something and making her listen to it because I know she hasn't heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's our dynamic because you're kind of the expert, expert musician. You make music, you produce music, edit, Right? Yeah, yeah, I edit and produce. You do everything. You do all the tech side. You do the art side and the tech side of music. Yes. And sound. Right. And I am just a like lay person with music. <laughs> <laughs> and I like being introduced to stuff. But you do have some type of Well, my passion connection for to music. music and media is I'm a dancer. Yes. There so you go. I dance. And you're and very so open minded. I focus on uh, <laughs> media too. too. I am not You're not very closed minded. <laughs> I like experimental music. <laughs> so I could always just kind of send you something and you'll give me an honest opinion. Yeah, I and like. I am open to suggestions because I live kind of under like a strange rock. So it's like I'm not like <laughs> I listen. I have to admit to you that every day I listen to 106 KML like all day. Do you really? That's what I listen to. Yeah, so I know like oh. 10 rap songs. Like that's all that I know. <laughs> and then I barely know who's doing them because they don't tell you. So I'm just like, I know these songs. And then the other side of my music is dance. So I do fusion belly dance. So I'm like steeped yes. in like goth belly dance music. Goth and then belly like, dance. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, so it's more like the goth kind of stuff. So yeah. then I'll, I'll know so I don't even know what I'm dancing to. I just know it's like a gothy belly dance music. And then I'll do Duncan dance of Isidore Duncan. And oh, that's, yeah, that's all right. classical music. So that's like the Mozart, Chopin, Beethoven. So I have like a weird... So the radio in the car goes between 106 KML and then the <laughs> classical station. So I need Takeshi to give me music to listen to so yes. I'm not just like stuck. And then I only have like one album on my phone. So technically, <laughs> you only have I'm not very savvy. <laughs> I do. I have, one, I have like 13 songs on my phone. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I need your help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we always end up talking about it for a while. Well, it was your idea yeah. to start a podcast. Yes. And your encouragement our... to start a podcast. So here we are. Yes. Hooray. And so we decided to pick one anime series and one album. 
you first want to do a certain anime series that we'll probably do sometime down the future. Yeah, because that was our very, very first anime yes. series. You yes, that was me. the very first But one. we haven't seen it in a while, so we didn't want to talk about it with a lot of, um, what was that one thing? <laughs> Yes, yes, totally. Wouldn't it be enjoyable to listen to us talk about that? <laughs> there would be a lot of editing, to say the least. So the first series we're going to start off with is Forest of Piano, which was released in 1998. It was written by Mikado Ishiki as a manga. And then there was an actual movie, which we haven't seen yet, which was released in 2007. But the series that we're talking about was released by Netflix in 2018, and the second season was released in April 14th, 2019. And it is, let's see here, it's 24 episodes altogether. So it's pretty bite-sized, to say the least, because most series go to about 26 episodes or so, if you didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know these things. You don't know these so. things. Yeah. I don't. And I, I was very happy with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were sick last fall mm-hmm. and For a long time. <laughs> it wasn't the coronavirus or anything or the bird flu. I think it might've been. Might've been. <laughs> it okay. was a really bad flu. All right. All right. True. <laughs> so you asked for me to send you something or suggest you so- something. I said, force the piano. And yes. I didn't even know if you're going to be into watching anime, but I figured you might like this one. And you ended up watching it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I binged it. You binge watched this thing. Yeah, while I was coughing and sneezing <laughs> and having a fever. <laughs> so, right. It was perfect. Right, right. So we're only going to talk about the first couple episodes, maybe just in the first episode, because that just gives you so much about the story just right there. Blam. But it opens up with someone that you don't know who it is just yet. And he's raising his hand up to a Chopin. And he says, I finally made it. I'm able to play for you. And, and then it opens up with Chopin 12 interludes OP 10, number one in C. And so that's the intro for the whole entire series, too. And Chopin has something in it later on that you kind of learn about and stuff, which I never really understood why. I thought it was always Mozart or Beethoven who were the really good piano players and stuff. Chopin, to me, was kind of pushed off to the side. So it was kind of interesting hearing about it. I think, yeah, like Mozart and Beethoven are like pop culture people know. But Chopin is, I think, the serious piano people you know yeah worship. exactly he's like the musician's piano player per se mm-hmm. so yeah we get to kind of learn about that throughout the whole entire series how important chopin is which once again i had no clue <laughs> i thought we we're just gonna be watching we're gonna be watching a series about them playing beethoven or mozart the whole entire time in some like modern <laughs> stuff so that was kind of interesting. So it opens up with the song, and then it next thing goes into an elementary school class, and there's a transfer student named Amamiya, and he introduces himself. It's very different in Japan because you, it's very formal. Most of the time when you go to a school and there's a new kid, everybody just goes, say hi to this one person, and he's just kind of sitting there over there in the corner or whatever. 
But yeah. in Japan, it I... seems like they introduce themselves formally and say what they do, what they want to do when they grow up. So Amamiya said that he's been playing piano since he was four and he hopes to be a professional pianist when he grows up. And everybody says hi. And he sits down and he kind of sees Kai. And so they're a lot younger. They're nine? Ten or something? Nine or nine ten. Nine or ten? Yeah. They're a lot younger. I forgot, forgot to mention that. He sees Kai. Thinks Kai is a girl. Yeah, that's interesting. What's that about? I have no clue. Is it like a good thing? Like, is it favorable to be that beautiful? Is it like a positive thing? Is Kai like stunning to everybody? Is that? Yes, so. He does have really kind of childlike features in a way, in the way mm-hmm. he acts to me. It's like yeah. the only thing I could think of. But he does look like his mom. Just a spitting yeah. image of his mom, which is beautiful. But we'll get into yeah. that just a little bit later. And so there was a group of kids who challenged Amamiya to play this one piano in the forest that is supposedly haunted. And you could hear it play at night. I don't know if you remember any of this. I do. And it was so <laughs> exciting because I do want to say is season one just rips into everything. It's so nice. It's yeah. like you thought, oh, I'm going to have to wait for this. But no, no it's like episode no. one. <laughs> yeah. We're already meeting the piano. <laughs> You're meeting the piano. <laughs> like the myth and everything. About yeah. It. Yeah, so these kids are trying to bully Amamiya, and then Kai comes by and steps up for him, and they all get, end up getting in a fight. Here comes in Mr. Ajino. He breaks up the fight and kicks the kids out of the music room. Kai is hiding under the table, and Mr. Ajino plays the little brown jug for him. And it makes him feel better. But Kai told him that his left hand was slow. Yeah. Which you learn about that a little bit later, too. But it's, Ajino is the gorgeous music teacher with his long hair. (laughs) With his long, flowed hair. And his mysterious aura. Yeah. Right. Right. Should we talk about that right now? Why he's teaching. He just has this mysterious vibe and authority. Yes. But... Also, Kai stood up for Amamiya, who did not fight. I don't think he fought. He kind of got scooted away. The bullies and yeah, Kai's real scrappy. Yeah, he's, he's a little scrappy, but you else, don't really but, know yeah. why he's so scrappy just yet. Yeah, exactly. But is that when Amamiya realizes he's a boy? <laughs> yes, that is when. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I kind of <laughs> missed the, that, that part. No, not at all. Um, because he heard him speak. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Mr. Ajino plays the piano for Kai and he makes him feel better, but he also notices that he was off by two notes. And that's for you. I feel like, did you relate to that being Kai? (laughs) I I feel like you would be like, "Um, that's slow or that sounds this way. That doesn't sound right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's very (laughs) sketchy. Yes, that's very true. Which Ajino was very surprised that he did that. And then Kai just ran away. So right there, you kind of get a gist of who the main characters are and how it's going to go right there. There's something special about Kai that Mm -hmm. you don't know just yet. And then Kai catches up with Amamiya and he asks him if he wants to go play the forest piano. And so they go through this whole entire thing. And Amamiya is so adorable. He wears his little gloves so he won't scratch his hands. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is uh, the cutest little thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> because, that's like the cutest thing about him because I lose favor with him later. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He gets a little pompous in the and later to- seasons. He, I guess he's kind of tortured. So. Yeah. Emotionally some tortured. strange reason too. Yeah. Which you would have to watch. But he is so cute at the beginning. He's so yeah. cute. You're right. Yeah. And so serious and so opposite of Kai because yeah. he's like Kai more is very uptight. carefree. Yeah. Which is awesome. And he it pretty much looks like he wears the same thing every day and it's slightly dirty. Where yeah. Amami is very prim and proper and he has very nice clothes. So for him to go into this dirty forest to go check out this crazy rumor of this haunted piano is very weird. Yeah. So they get to the piano, and Kai asks Amamiya to play something for him. And for some reason, it doesn't play. It just makes a weird thunk sound. Yes, yes. Like the, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the manga just says thunk or something weird Yes, like that. in the lines. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And he's shocked that the piano doesn't work. So Kai goes, that's really strange. I just played it last night. And he's able to play it perfectly. And actually, he played Little Brown Jug. Perfectly. Perfectly. Actually better than Ajino because he didn't mess up those notes. And so Amamiya tries again. He goes, no, 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 let me try this. And it doesn't work. And then Kai tries it and it works perfectly. So there's something really special about Kai already. You could already tell something's going on. Amamiya is in shock and he goes home and he still is kind of flustered over this thing it goes to the next school day and the bullies are still tormenting kai and amamiya and amamiya is not no kai actually played it but they're so weird to amamiya why do they want to make him pull his pants down i don't get that part either it's creepy i'm like is that a thing i didn't know it just seems creepy yeah it is a little creepy that that part's really weird i didn't get that part either yeah. But I think Ajino. Here, yeah, he eventually, maybe it doesn't matter the detail, but Amamiya kind of says, oh, go in the forest. Kai's playing that piano. Yes. Like, and he's able to play it. Little Brown Jug perfectly. You're Little Brown Jug. And they also learn that Mr. Ajino was a famous piano player and he got in a car accident and his fiance ended up getting killed and he got injured and after that he never played professionally ever again it's a very sad yeah tale which that's what he's that's the mystery kind of around yeah Ajino. right but kind of like tragic artist kind of story yeah i guess every musician needs something along that line too right to kind of keep the fire going yeah and then he's teaching music at an elementary school yes Yes. It's kind of like a way to hide out. Exactly. Exactly. So at night, Ajino walks through this forest and he hears his piano, his style piano. Exactly. And he walks through the forest and all of a sudden he sees Kai playing his piano, his style piano, and he holds his hands and he says, this piano chose you. Let's play together. I'm supposed to teach you. You are the one pretty much. Yeah, it's really dramatic. Yeah, and of course Kai freaks out and runs away up into this tree, and that was the end of the scene. And that was very important right there, and that was like pretty much episode one. Just You learn about everybody 
<laughs> yeah, and I loved it because it's really exciting and it has that call already, his hero's call. You're going to play the piano and you're going to learn from this. Yes, yes. Master artist. And <laughs> and then the tree he climbs up, he lives there. He's yeah. not in the tree, but his home is next to that tree. Yeah. So he, that's his little... His escape, per se. Yeah, because his he, route. He pretty much grows up in a ghetto or the red light district of Japan and his mom was born and raised in a whorehouse. Yeah. But they don't say it. They call it something else. I can't remember exactly. So actually, Kai went to Amamiya's house and learned about Chopin and Mozart. Kai went to school because he did school that day, and he was looking at some pictures of some famous composers. And then Ajina walks in and plays piano for him. He plays who, who is who. He plays him some Mozart, some Beethoven, and then plays him some Chopin. Of course, Kai just runs away and says, oh, I don't care. I go home and play it now. But I love his attitude. It's so cute. Well, also, though, when he was inside Amamiya's house, he was so amazed. He had this beautiful piano inside. And oh, yeah, that's the Amamiya other important so part. I'm so technical. sorry. Amamiya is like the most technical, proficient little kid at the piano. Yes. And he can read music. And Kai's like, what? You can read music? Because Kai is yeah. learning based on sound, right? Play by ear. Yeah, that, he plays by right? ear. Yeah. Which I think is probably harder in some ways, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so they learn differently how to play music in that sense. That's the important thing to mention, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, Kai is way too heavy-handed on Amamiya's piano. It's torturous how he plays that piano, yes. right? Yes. That's so true. He can play the forest piano, but he cannot play a regular piano. Like yes. a regular indoor domesticated piano. Yes. Yes. <laughs> definitely. Which is really, really interesting. So he's yeah. just kind of like this wild child altogether, which is yes. totally beautiful. So Kai goes back to his forest piano and plays the Mozart, plays the Beethoven perfectly, but he can't play Chopin. No, and it's because of the timing. Is the, tough. Yeah, he can't play the minute waltz at all, and it yeah. drives him insane. And so the next day, Kai finds Mr. Ajino and begs him to teach him the minute waltz. And that's the end of episode one. <laughs> yes, it's I so think beautiful. So. Yeah. And, and I like their, their agreement. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their agreement was that since Kai doesn't have any money, that he would find another way to work it off for lessons. Yeah. Which is really, really adorable. And their dynamic is so awesome throughout the whole entire series. So the first five episodes is about Kai kind of learning how to play real piano and getting into this competition that Amamiya is also in. And that's when they actually first become rivals. In Amamiya's mind. Yeah, in Amamiya's mind, exactly. Because he's been in competition since he's a little kid, even younger. Yes. And so he's been good for a really long time. And he sees the specialness of Kai's playing. Yes. And he's just stunned by it. And then he's also a little bit jealous, I would say, by it. He is extremely jealous over it. Or envious. There's an envy there of, I want that. 
type of... Yeah, because he's the one that wanted to play the forest piano and impress Kai. He's the mm-hmm. one that actually really wanted to be taught by Mr. Ajino, even though he says yeah. he didn't. So he always felt like he kind of missed out and Kai was the actual chosen one. And that's what keeps Amamiya going. I guess Amamiya yes. needs a rival. In the I end. guess. But it always makes me sad because Kai just really wants a friend. Right. In the long run. Kai is all about friendship. Yeah. And Amamiya can't seem to grasp that friendship level that Kai wanted. Right. And Kai still always thinks about Amamiya as his closest friend in the whole entire world. Yeah. Which is so sad. It is. You had mentioned Ajino and Kai's relationship's really great. He keeps really steady and patient. Yes. And he's kind, but he's not easygoing. Because Kai is just such, you said, kind of like a wild child, free flowing lifestyle and yeah. does what he wants when he wants, but he's very sweet. But it's how do you tame that down to get the focus to play the piano? Because you need a lot of focus right. to do that. Right. And I feel like if we tell anything else, we kind of ruin it for everybody. Yeah, I don't want to say anything else. I think we told enough, but you could add more. Yeah, the only thing I want to add is on the wellness side, I'm just really, because that's my other interest in life, and they use a lot of guided imagery. And I think that's really exciting. Oh, and interesting. I think it's fun to see it visually, what's going on to help Kai focus and concentrate and Um, using his imagination to do that. And so that was super exciting for me. So I was like, oh my God, that's guided imagery. And so that was really fun to watch. Yeah. Most of the second season is about a competition and the half of the first season is about them being young adults and having to compete in this one Chopin competition. And they all have to play the same exact song. And so to hear them play the same song differently, was it the same exact song? I think it was. Yeah, no, yes, the competition it, it is. Like, yeah, they yeah. are playing. I think the second season's a little bit different, but the first... Yeah, there's a choice. It's all yeah. Chopin, though. Yeah, it's all Chopin. Yeah. And it's so funny hearing the descriptions and then showing the visuals of them playing the Chopin. And it gets so... It's almost OCD in a way, but it's really cute. And to me, it's very Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very intense. You're not just watching someone play the piano. Yes, yes. You're experiencing them playing the piano, right? Their internal world is being shown, which is pretty amazing. So whether it's past experiences in their life or yes. memories. And same with the audience members. It'll go pan into a judge their internal thoughts and feelings about things. And so right. I think it's kind of interesting. It's, it's not visually always, you know, there's someone at a piano and then there's an audience, but there's so much going on inside of everybody. Yeah. My biggest complaint about the animation is the fact that sometimes it switches from the normal kind of looks like it's hand-drawn because nothing's hand-drawn anymore. And then it goes Mm -hmm. into this weird kind of 3D models. And when the camera flips over behind them and stuff, I don't Mm -hmm. like that part (laughs) personally, but everything else is really beautiful. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if you I would say that. if someone doesn't like classical music, they won't like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to like classical music. I don't know if you have to like yeah. it like it, though. I think you'll grow to like classical music by watching it played in this way. What I noticed about a lot of animes, especially non-action animes, we watched a couple different series together, and it's kind of like a book club in a way. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed that they will focus on this one thing and they get super OCD on this one thing. The one I think about right now, which I don't think you'd like that much, but it's still pretty good. It's called uh, And the Lion Comes In at Spring or something. Yeah, I've, I haven't watched that one. But I've seen the, is it March? Oh. It's, I've seen yeah. I've seen the title. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember. It's something with What's Lion that one Rush. about? What's their hyper focus? Their hyper focus is Japanese chess. Oh. So on that one, they're playing professionals. It's like going through a big ocean. And it kind of felt like Forest of Piano. So I'm already kind of picking up on these slice of life kind of series that there's always going to be this really hyper focused moment or a topic throughout the whole entire series <laughs> it's what anchors the story right yes. like yeah piano competition chess competition or yeah um, exactly exactly so that's interesting yeah this one has it but it's a little bit more lighthearted about it except for small little drama pieces here and there yeah yeah okay. and there's Forest of the Piano keeps going. You go, oh, it's just more Chopin competition, but you meet new people and international people and they reveal these interesting stories and backstories and weird connections and Yeah, and of course there's more jealousy between Amamiya and Kai. Yeah, there's that growing thing. And then I did write a list that said, this is my notes, it said season one. Yes. And it said why I liked it. And it said, like, all it, it's very exciting. Yes. It's music. So I like Chopin. I like Mozart. I like Beethoven. I love classical music. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, two, there's a magical piano. Three, friendship is really important. Like these friendships between these boys. It's really sweet. Right. Four, there's prostitutes. Five, there's a <laughs> mysterious teacher. And then I put, there's also cross-dressing, a strip club, guided imagery, a fire, and there's nature. So, <laughs> like, so it has like it all. Of, and then it's just season one. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, season one has everything. Yeah, so, yeah. And a glass piano and clowns. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Clowns and a glass piano. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff There is going on. so much going on. Do you recommend? Yeah, through those 12 episodes it's kind of unbelievable that's only 12 episodes yeah because i was oh there's not that much and then when you start talking about about it people are like what his mom's what like (laughs) like, right there's not that much going on we could do this and then i started Mm -hmm. talking as a colleague there's a lot there's a lot going on or there's a couple um, other movies and series that we're going to talk about later on where it's a little bit more simple Say I think least. so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this one was great, though. I really loved it. So you had your boyfriend watch it? He saw parts of it kind of like because we were dueling computers watching. Okay. And he was not a fan. So, But he didn't start it from the beginning. But he thought that it wasn't enough action, I think, in the animation. Like it was too still, he said. Okay. And then I don't think he's a big fan of Chopin music. He doesn't like piano music. He okay, so he, he doesn't like piano music. So he wasn't having it. No. Like, if it was, like, a Bach concert and they were playing the violin, he probably would have been into it. (laughs) That's so crazy. Isn't that funny? He's very much more opinionated than me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm like, I'll try it. I'll listen. (laughs) Right, right. But also, like I said, there's certain Chopin songs in the series I've danced to. So I really really? love them. So I have, like, a... I can't remember which exactly, but I know... The, yeah, 
the music. Yeah. You, you so kind of have like, more oh, of an affinity so for uh, Chopin. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. Okay. So would you recommend this to your friends or anybody, even though your boyfriend didn't like it much? Yes. I want to recommend it to people who will become my friend. <laughs> so I hope people watch it and then they're like, oh, I want to be Lane's friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a really good introduction into anime. And then you could kind of decide where you want to go. If you want to do the kind of the more action oriented or you want to stick to the more of the drama style anime but it definitely does suck you in right away yeah with that first episode like i said it just gives you so much right there definitely if you could make it through the first episode and if it doesn't grip you right there you should probably stop yeah that's a good recommendation because i feel like season one i think you'll watch seven episodes nonstop. it's like really exciting and then after that i can see getting a little bit more turned off if you're not hooked into the characters by then you won't finish it okay so your boyfriend kind of watched halfway through where they're going through the competition <laughs> yeah yeah he started at the wrong part yeah wrong right part, so. right that's okay that's okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so we recommend it yeah you're listening to Storygram Network. We are going to go into the other type of media, music, which is always my favorite. And we're going to talk about Circles by Mac Miller. We were planning to do this a little bit earlier when Circles was first released. So this probably would have been in more in context and better context than it is now, per se. If no one knows, Mac Miller passed away last year in 2018, two years ago, actually, of a drug overdose accidental and so he was working on circles before his death of course and it was almost done and then the producer and then the producer john byron finished the rest of it and so the very first song that was released was good news instead of always trying to figure everything out and all i do is say sorry Actually, the way I learned about Mac Miller's new song was from this series called The Needle Drop. Do you watch The Needle Drop, Elaine? No, it's The Needle Drop. He reviews three, four albums a week. YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. Yes, he's a YouTube artist. And so he reviews an album a day. Sometimes he just does songs or talks about the music industry, but it's really cool. That's how I actually get a lot of my music. And so he did... He did a track review, and then after he was done listening to it, because he's not able to play the song because DNCA or whatever you want to call it, copyright on YouTube will just shut it down. And after he was done listening to it, it looked like he saw a ghost because he kind of knew Mac Miller's whole entire catalog and he he knew what he, he was going through. And so for good news, it really does sound like he's just ready to let go. I don't know if you'd noticed that because that was a song I I did. You. I did. I agree. Yeah, because I remember when this came out, you sent it to me because you're like, have you heard this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What do you think of this? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, he sounds... Because I 
knew he died, but it's so far out my radar. Yeah. I don't know any of his other music. I don't know. I don't even know one song at all. Maybe if you played it, I would be like, oh, that's his song. I have no idea. Right. I don't like to call it just like a sad song. There's more to it than just sadness. But just, you know, it's like an emotional song. It's kind and of it's not somber, emotional in a big way. Somber. That's a yeah. better word. Yeah. And it's more like withdrawn sounding. Right. Like he's kind of okay with life and he's okay with dying to me. Yeah. And some of the lines in there are so heart wrenching. Mm -hmm. And I think about two weeks later, they released Circles and I listened to it. And to me, it really does sound like throughout the album, he it does sound like he's just okay with letting go, which uh, is pretty interesting. Some of it's very cheerful. Some of it is lighthearted, but most of it is just like him kind of being okay with death. To me, that's what I noticed. Yeah, and there's like a lot of themes of being tired yeah. <laughs> of everything, you know? Yeah. So like just a point of not, I don't know, like I think complicated was a good one that kind of fit on that theme. Some people say they want to live forever. That's way too long, I'll just get through the day Without any complications Does it always gotta, does it always gotta Okay. I'm just kind of trying to get through a day. Like, can I just get through a day? And yeah. um, so yeah. that kind of frustration in life. Right. Um, right. Regrets are brought up. Yeah. It's kind of a very introspective, a lot of introspective songs. Yeah. On yeah, life definitely. and death. So I wasn't sure, is his other music more um, <laughs> like light, like frivolous, materialistic? It's a little bit more light. Some of it's a little bit more introspective and some of it's very funky. He has another mm -hmm. alias called Larry Fisherman. And that's more <laughs> funky. I don't know. And that's more funky, kind of sensual kind of music. But that's where it kind of, he, because he, he was just some hip hop artist and he was kind of making it big, but he just felt like he wanted to branch out and do different things. So that was his way of doing different things was under that name. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. And then did his fans like this last album or was it too different from his other stuff? Or was it uh, They along? loved it. So I've noticed. Okay. I think personally it's his best album. Okay. But I'm not sure if it would be as relevant if he was still alive. It hits a little bit yeah. harder knowing that he's passed away and how he passed away. Yeah. But it's very reflective of someone's state of being. Yes. And the whole entire album, it's pretty easy to listen to for me. It really does feel like it was recorded at the same place. It does have kind of a similar tone and throughout the whole mm -hmm. entire album. And it's a yeah. pretty short, bite-sized album. It's only 45 minutes. And the deluxe yeah. version, which is it has a couple extra songs, is 57 minutes, which isn't that bad. I agree with you saying like the tone sounds, you know, holds through. It doesn't feel like there's one good song and like the rest suck. It has yeah. like the same themes kind of running through a lot of it. Yeah. I think Circles was my favorite on it.
what it look like right before you fall. Stumbling around, you've been guessing your direction, except you can't see it all. No, if I liked the funkier stuff, I don't think I liked um, Blue World. I don't think I liked okay. Hands. But, yeah. Uh, maybe that's when he gets a little more like, hip-hop rap style. Eh, so. Yeah. You see, no, those songs probably, the hardcore fans would probably would like more. Because that's, that's more his sound. That's more his sound. Yeah. The song Once a Day. Once a day I fall asleep with you Once a day I try but I can't find a single word I watched this interview with the producer. I do highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's on Mac Miller's YouTube and it, it has him talking about the process. And I guess Mac Miller actually did play most of the instruments, if not all of the instruments, on there. And it's so it seemed like John Byron and Mac Miller had a special relationship because they make a beat and then he, Mac Miller would want John to play the instruments because he's like a really good musician. And then he would be like, no, you play it. I want you to play this music. <laughs> so they go back and forth. And actually, the interview was so touching because at yeah. the end, he's like, yeah, Once a Day was the very last song. He came to tears at the end. He really did enjoy the guy's company. And he actually really was sad that he passed away. And they, they did become very, very close friends. And it must be hard when you're a creative that person helped you, you know, like you yeah. made something together. So, right. and you don't have that person anymore and they're, and you get to experience their creativity, which is a very special energy to, can I talk about really quickly about how you were like, you should listen to this album circles yes. by Mac Miller. And then you said, don't research him, just listen to it. Cause you <laughs> wanted like a, a fresh view of it. So I couldn't yeah. overly think about it. But then also we were like, how am I going to listen to this? Because I have one album on my phone and then I have like Amazon Prime. So sometimes I get music off Amazon, I guess. I don't know. I try every now and then to do that. And you were like, you should get Spotify. And I said, I don't know how to use Spotify. <laughs> but I do want to say, I'm going to right. say um, thank you, Mac Miller, for encouraging because of that album. I figured out. Spotify. So I'm very happy to, and I have it on my phone now. I haven't used it since I listened to the <laughs> Mac Miller album and that's it. Cause I still don't really get it. So <laughs> you don't get Spotify? No, but I'm, I'm getting closer to, you're getting closer to out. understanding it. I am. Okay. So not only did you introduce me to Mac Miller and circles, but also to Spotify. So would you recommend this album to anybody? I mean, I feel like we said everything that we need to say about it. The thing is, you recommend music to me, and then I just hoard it all. So I don't recommend <laughs> it to anybody else. I think it's fine if you like this type of music, but if you like this type of music, you probably already discovered it. I think it's a fine album. Like, I wouldn't say, I don't think it's trash or anything. I, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't yeah. say don't listen to it. But, but you think it's, you can find it, it, it is good. Sure. Yeah. It's not my type of music I'm normally listening to or drawn to. So I don't know. 
how often I'll put it on, but it's not against it. Yeah, I would pretty much recommend it to anybody. Um, that's why I shared it onto my social medias, especially good yeah. news. If good news yeah. doesn't hook you, then you probably shouldn't listen to it. And if you're more in a dark mood, you, I don't think you should listen to the album because it might sink you even lower a little bit. Not saying yeah. it's the most depressing album in the whole entire world, but you do get inside of Mac Miller's head. That's one thing I do like about the album. You get in his head. To me, it sounds very, very personal. And it might be the most personal album I've ever heard, personally, because of the way he just doesn't care what he's saying. He's already kind of given up. So he's all right with talking about death. And that's why I like the album. Even the, some of the super yeah. funky stuff and everything, I like it. It's a little bit more lighthearted, and, but it's still very, very good. It balances the album out. Yes. So it's not just one note. So I get that. It's <laughs> yeah. just I wouldn't play one of those songs. I like to be able to listen to an album all the way through and not have to feel like I have to skip anything. And I don't feel that way with this album. I'm not like skipping stuff. So That's good. That's good. So yeah, I'd recommend it. Just make sure you're in the right mood to do it. <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's smart because you want to if you're already kind of in a crummy mood and music can bring you i don't know yeah right. yeah unless yeah <laughs> definitely like good news will bring you down a notch not in a depressed kind of way but it will bring you kind of more into a somber like oh boy this kid had some problems yes yes right like more mood so yeah fair. and I'd say about 65% of the album is like that. Anyway, so I think that's it. Okay, so it's spelled out. Okay, so you can find this out, One Media, One Media. That's spelled out, O-N-E, Media, O-N-E, Media. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And you can follow me at Glitch Unicorn or add me uh, as a friend on Extra Man. Elaine, do you want to promote anything? Because what you do as a profession is something else. <laughs> I'm, I'm a health and wellness professional so it's wellness underscore as underscore art and that's my dance and wellness 